It is Wednesday, the 27th of September, and this is The Splash. Yep, this is The Splash. I'm your host, Phil Pryor. And it's a big, big day in uh, in sport on the Fox Sports website. There seems to be just a heap going on. Uh, we've got, obviously, the Dally M's kicking off tonight. Uh, plenty going on in AFL as well. Adelaide have some selection announcements, uh, which we've got up on site. Gary Ablett news uh, just keeps circulating. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the splash will shift its attention to football later in the program because soccer is coach Ange, Ange Postacoglu has named his final 23-man squad for next month's World Cup qualifier with Syria. Uh, and there's a big blow plus uh, selection surprises. But first, we've got Donald Trump on the splash. Uh, well, not not quite the man himself, but the next best thing, uh, basketball writer Olgan Ulich, to talk about Donald the Trump. Next best thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome, Olgan. Thank you so much. The next best thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's Trump then me. How dare you? How dare uh, you? And also, thank you. Uh, also, Fox Sports Digital's video producing lead uh, and NFL uh, resident NFL expert Laurie Haresh. How's that for a title? That yeah, right? it's a long one. I, so what? Am I the next next best thing? Well, Olgan's closer to Trump than I am. No, I, I mean I, the the dynamic duo together oh, is the next best thing. Okay, that's interesting. It's even worse. Yeah, I don't think he'd be happy with either of us running about, but you know. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Laurie, we, we've been, I've been trying to hunt you down for two days to get you on the podcast to try and explain yeah. to our loyal uh, listeners, our growing uh, uh, list of listeners on the Splash, what is going on. Um, in First of all, give us a little bit of the, the background on Donald Trump versus the NFL uh, and, and how all these events unfolded throughout week three in the NFL. Yeah, well, Donald Trump had stuck his nose in the business of the NFL, making some comments about, you know, kneeling players and um, and ratings. He's jumped in on that as well. You know, he seems to believe that the drop in ratings for the NFL is solely and can only be uh, attributed to the protests that were going on. Obviously, started by Colin Kaepernick. He's become a kind of a very big figure in all this and then taken on by other players, see Brandon Marshall from the Denver Broncos. We've certainly seen the Bennett brothers get involved, Michael Bennett over in... Um, over in Seattle, and Martellus is what, on his 19th, 20th club now, <laughs> uh, finding his way over the Green Bay. But you see them involved, but this all comes to a head when he, you know, at a rally, I'm not sure what the rally was for or uh, why it was, it was happening. It was a rally for Luther Strange, who was running in Alabama. Great. Um, who lost today. Oh, um, well, there you go. Uh, the Midas touch. Donald Trump <laughs> continues. Um, so he said, you know, Basically referring to any kneeling players as SOBs. Uh, we'll keep it clean for our Fox Sports new listeners. Wait, are they splashes? What do we what do we call the hordes of your listener, the listeners men? to the splash? Splash. Well, no, because they're splash women too. Like the like the splooshes. Well, like, yeah, I was going to say the splash brothers, but oh, uh, but that's only for yeah. the for the male listeners. All right, so. splash siblings. That that sounds great. Splashes. <laughs> anyway, so. He, he comes out and calls them SOBs, any players that kneel, and he's encouraging. He's basically saying, oh, you know, uh, any owners should, you know, they should see these players, these SOBs kneeling and say, get that SOB off, you know, I'll get him out of my stadium, you're fired. Yeah, you should say you're fired. And that, I mean, that's not just a challenge to players, right? That's a challenge to the NFL as a whole. Mm. Ownership, front office, coaches. Um, to go on with the, you know, you want to say it's, you know, millionaires whinging about something, but to go on with a huge horde of high-profile players that have a platform and 
the response was pretty resounding, I think. You had um, yeah. some teams not stand on the sideline for the anthem. Some teams stand in the tunnel with one person. Um, you know, Anthony Villanueva, in the, in the instance of the Steelers standing out there um, as, a, as a former Ranger and someone I believe he's still enlisted in the reserves. Um, and then you had the high-profile Dallas Cowboys who, as a whole team, knelt before the anthem and stood linked during the anthem, which was um, kind of a, 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 an F you to Trump in some ways, but yeah. also avoiding any comments. The, we, the linking yeah. arms a sign of solidarity. Yeah, well, the linking arms a sign of solidarity, and you've seen it between players of different uh, ethnic backgrounds. You've seen it between coaches. You've seen it in players um, kneeling and those standing. Um, you know, but that's not exactly how Donald Trump interprets it. He seems to think any players linking arms during the anthem are showing solidarity solidarity towards him and the flag, which is, you know, just speaks to perhaps some delusion. Would you say, Olgs? Well, so, so if anything, the solidarity, the the linking of arms, anything like that, is against him because he's yeah. he's turned this into a, a sports versus Trump kind yeah. of thing when that's not what the kneeling was about ever. Mm. Um, and so, for example, uh, Villanueva, when he came out, he came out and apologized the yeah. day after just because he wasn't unified with his brothers. He thought that his teammates would come out and join him. Um, he obviously stood, went out for the flag because he's a former Ranger um, and perhaps current Ranger. We mm. should look that up. Um, but, yeah, that's what, that's what this has turned into, you know, a, a kneel, a protest, um, a peaceful protest that was about the police brutality that continues to be an issue yeah. in the country, the... the mistreatment of black and brown bodies in the United States has turned into this political um, firestorm where it's become partisan now, which it totally shouldn't be. Um, and I, th- I think that's what's wrong with it, and that's why everyone's stepping up. And I think what's frustrating when you look at it is that we all know like one of the first things you think about when you think of America and you think the stars and stripes, you think the land... You know, the home of the brave, land of the free, land of the brave, home of the free, land of the free, home of the brave. Yep. But you're talking about freedom, right? You're talking about liberty. It's in exactly what they, you know, espout about the country. Mm-hmm. And that flag should be representing the liberty of and the freedom of people to, you know, protest against injustice, specifically peacefully protest against injustice, which is what this was. And when you're saying you must stand for the flag and you must not speak out against the president or you must not speak out against uh, or you must not oppose what the president's comments were when they were fired at you, you must not, uh, you know, it's an assault on the military. That's not what this is intended to. And Hypocrisy. You saw well, you saw that, that in that balancing out you saw from the Cowboys is that, you know, we don't want to anger the military. We don't want to... Uh, disrespect servicemen, but we also need to stand by our, our players' rights to, to, to protest and speak out against social injustice and, and inequality. So it, it becomes so tough. It's so frustrating to watch from an outside perspective because you know what that flag does stand for. It stands for freedom, and, and it should be respecting and upholding the freedom of its citizens, not saying when and where they're allowed to exercise See, and it. The, it's the hypocrisy of it is, is what... He's using, he's using this as a kind of political tool mm. for his base. And the hypocrisy of it is what makes it more and more frustrating, especially when you have, for example, a conservative in office who presumably is a small government conservative, but who is telling a private business what he or she, in this case he, should do with his employees. That's necessarily a big government approach to something. Mm. So if you're a conservative, you, you, are necessarily, you necessarily cannot be for this. Mm. And then, of course, you have Jeff Sessions, who's the Attorney General of the United States, in I think it was, he was in Georgetown saying we want more free speech on college campuses when his entire administration is railing against free speech on an NFL football field and so that's that's what's frustrating about all this they just they don't understand it. Olgan, 
talk to us about uh, Aussie Ben Simmons's not so conservative <laughs> uh, response to Donald Donald Trump. Yeah, Ben is usually very media savvy. He's been in the eye of the media for quite some time, and so he's he knows how to give a trained answer. In this case, he he totally might have completely meant to give this answer, and good on him. He uh, he called John, Donald Trump an idiot. He said he's an idiot. Um, if I'm going to quote him directly, uh, he said, if we were in Australia right now, a lot of people would call him a dickhead. And that's how I personally feel. That's verbatim. I'm, I'm not going to... You can bleep that out if you like, but no, no, that's what uh, he said. And he's, so talk to us about the, the process. You've now got a story up online about this. Um, uh, yeah, and, and you've, uh, you've since contacted Ben's manager. You know, what was the, uh, the fallout there and, and the reaction there? So Ben, I, I, I spoke with some people around Ben and... They knew this was. They, they knew who said these things. They knew these were coming, and they were completely fine with the story as it was, just because the majority of the NBA and the NBA players, um, and especially the NBA Players Association and the NBA in general um, as a league, has come out against President Trump's comments, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because they are um, basically anti-freedom of speech, um, and they were quite they're, they're divisive, and they were directly attacking the league and some of its players. Yeah. So, so naturally you come out against it and it's, it's good to see NBA players across all teams coming out in solidarity. And the NBA has always been a much more um, personally exposed league. And what I mean by that yeah. is... I was going to say, this, the NFL has probably caught up some ground in the last week. Exactly. But the yeah. NFL has... It's always... It's helmets, pads and a lot of guys and it's almost been faceless at a lot of times. It's so far from what the case is in the NBA where you have very ex- outspoken and accessible characters uh, and people and personalities... Um, you know, it's not. It comes down to sometimes how intimate it is going to a basketball game. Sometimes you're close to the action. You're seeing players' faces. You're seeing the sweat and the tears. Um, and so, and not to mention that the NBA Players Association has always been far stronger. Same as the uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association. Association always been far stronger, far more vocal, and far more politically powerful than um, than the NFL counterparts. But you're certainly seeing that catch up now. But you, you know, Ben Simmons is far from in the minority in the stance he's taken there. Uh, you only have to go to you know the biggest name in the game uh, and LeBron James and just how clear he's made his thoughts on this whole matter. He when calls, Ben Simmons, <laughs> when Ben Simmons calls Donald Trump a, a dickhead, it's it's going to get clicks <laughs> online, right? Oh no question. And and look for for someone like him, a guy who hasn't played a game yet. Um, he has a, a big platform on social media, so for him to be so outspoken and to be just completely willing to go all out with his, um, you know, his thoughts on Trump, I say good on him for a 21-year-old. It's it's good for anyone to be polit- politically active. For for anyone to tell him to stick to sports, um, isn't understanding what sports can do in this country. Just look back at Muhammad Ali, who yeah. didn't go to the v- Vietnam War in protest of the war, and he was maligned during that time. Now we look back at him; he's a hero. He was given the the highest civilian honor, uh, highest civilian honor by President uh, George Bush. So, um, you know, we it this has all the the signs of something we're going to look back at and yeah. say, good on Colin Kaepernick for starting this, and good on these these NBA and NFL players for for yeah. sticking up for um, the black and brown people who are continually. Uh, mistreated in, this, in that country. Yeah, and what you said there, exactly. You know, they're they're not a. When people say stick to sports, they're not appreciating what sports can do in this sphere and how it can bring light to it. Also, not appreciating appreciating what political drives and stuff can do to people in their in their private lives or in their in their employment lives. This has an effect going either way. When you're setting these standards, uh, that can have a serious impact. You know, on you, no matter what job, what what sector, what industry you find yourselves in, and sports are no different from that, particularly. 
if you know you're looking at a sport that certainly hasn't had the most you know glorious um, and uh, and equal approach to to players of different ethnicities ethnicities and backgrounds um, as the NFL's had. Politics has uh, really intertwined its uh, way onto the splash in the last couple of days, and who cares? That's the splash is here to cover whatever it wants. Uh, Laurie uh, Colin Kaepernick, he's a former teammate of Jared Hayne. How can we possibly <laughs> reach? Uh, reach a, a, a Jared Hayne link in all of this uh, and sell Do some it. headlines. All right. It. I've just had some, some um, salmon avocado on toast for lunch, so I've got the brain food going. So just <laughs> let's see if we can get firing up here. Okay, so Jared Hayne, uh, his fumbles um, and lack of success uh, as a punt returner in the NFL led to San Francisco's woes, some of their woes, uh, running through San Francisco with my woes. Uh, and then... Uh, and so contributing to that, you look at the downfall of Colin Kaepernick's tenure, tenure as the starting quarterback in San Francisco. He then perhaps has you know, uh, less time preparing to be a starting quarterback, more time as a you know, politically and socially engaged individual. Then from there, carries the protests forward, the kneel downs, which starts this whole thing. The kneel downs lead to more player kneel downs, which lead to a Trump response, which lead to the NFL players, coaches, owners response, which leads to Ben Simmons calling Trump a dickhead and an idiot. And that's how we've done it. Jared Hayne responsible potentially for all this. Don't know. Head to uh, foxsports.com.au. Find out the answer. Hayne did Trump. What a link. My goodness. Yeah, what, well, what happened? That's it. Look, if you want to uh, see it for yourself, uh, head to the Fox Sports video section uh, where Ben Simmons is caught um, speaking about Trump. Uh, and Olga Norlich has uh, a, a very uh, nice uh, yarn up on site, which uh, highlights all the details. Gentlemen, thanks for joining the Splash on Thank this you. Wednesday. Yeah, well done, boys. That was good. Uh, who would have thought? A few Aussies talking American politics and not sounding out of their depth. What do you reckon, Dave? <laughs> Those two could talk the talk through anything. I look forward to listening back to it and hearing what they've got to say. I'm sure it's enlightening. It probably makes a lot more sense than the bloke they're talking about. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Dave Weiner joins us now, uh, Fox Football lead writer. Uh, and Dave, first things first, uh, it's one of our biggest stories up on site today. Uh, Ange Postacoglu has named his 23-man squad uh, for the World Cup qualifier next month uh, against Syria in Malaysia. Uh, what's the major headline to come out of it? Yeah, I can't remember the last time there was a Socceroos squad where Ange Postacoglu didn't leave us with a talking point. Um, but five changes from the group that played against Japan or Thailand and didn't get us through to the World Cup on automatic qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest omission is Milay Ednak's continued absence with a groin injury that saw him miss the Confederations Cup. He's only mm-hmm. played 45 minutes for Aston Villa, so he is captain courageous for the Socceroos. Some, he does divide opinion as to whether he's the best man for the job in the middle of the park, but you speak to anyone involved in the Socceroos setup, and he is a leader. He personifies that word. So in yeah. a playoff situation, you just think that he would have been invaluable to have, but he is not. So we'll see how the dominoes fall uh, with Mark Milligan and some of the other positions closer to the game. Um, Matt German comes in at the expense of Matthew Speranovic and Ryan McGowan in defence. Um, Nikita Rukovicja, we spoke about him last week as a bit of a bolter. He hasn't been involved mm. at all under Postacoglu. In fact, the last time he was involved was in the road to Brazil. Um, he comes in to provide pace and basically a different scoring threat uh, for the Socceroos off the bench should we need to change the game um, against Syria. He's playing in Israel with Maccabi Haifa, so it's a pretty eclectic addition to mm. the squad there. On the left, Alex Gersbach misses out. Uh, that's another polarizing selection because 
Brad Smith keeps his place. He hasn't been playing particularly much for Bournemouth. Gersbash has been injured, also hasn't been playing much, but he doesn't make it, uh, as is Bayich makes it in ahead of him, and Craig Goodwin is another option in on the left as well. So they're the major talking points uh, from the squad, and um, I find the Rukovici one fascinating. Of even more interest before you go on is the addition, I did forget to mention, of Josh Risden, the right back from Western Sydney, mm-hmm. who just moved there to play under Tony Popovich. He comes in before the A-League has started, and this is the fascinating selection because um, Matt Leckie is indispensable to the Socceroos. He is, you would think, based on previous selections, going to be picked at right wing back, but there is very little backup for him. Risen not only provides the backup, but if Leckie is to play further forward where he has reveled for Hertha Berlin at club level so far this season in the Bundesliga, one of the great yep. leagues in the world, and had to bring someone in yeah. to, 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 to balance that. things out and accommodate yeah. that. So it, we're not to know whether that's going to happen, but what this does is raises the option, and mm. uh, it gives us another talking point leading into the Serie A game, both here and in Malaysia, uh, starting next Thursday. Yeah, Thursday... Uh October, uh, the 5th, October 5th, the 5th, 11.30pm kickoff Eastern, uh, and then back here in Sydney at ANZ Stadium on Tuesday. So it's an absolute damn smorgasbord because you've got the, soc- mm. the A-League round one in between that, mm. and then on the Wednesday, FFA Cup semi-final between South Melbourne and Sydney <laughs> FC. So, and not, um, to, not to mention yeah, ongoing go. Champions League action. Well, I was about to say rest up, and then I realised the kickoff this night? morning was at 4.45am, so there's really been no rest in that <laughs> sense, and it's just amazing if you love to digest your football. <laughs> um, all the goals, every single one, yeah, are up on the Fox Sports website. Yeah. Superstars galore. Kevin De Bruyne, world-class strike for Manchester City to break the deal against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Harry Kane, a hat-trick in Cyprus. Real, Mad- uh, Real Madrid uh, edged Borussia Dortmund in Germany. Of course, Gareth Bale, Cristiano Ronaldo completing that theme there. Uh, I paid a little bit more attention to Liverpool uh, this morning away at Spartak Moscow. It was a, a missed opportunity for the Reds. Uh, that's the narrative out of that because uh, they had quite a few chances. Um, Daniel Sturridge, Roberto Firmino, Mohamed Salah between sort of some poor finishing and decision-making and some great goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, a point from Russia is not a bad result. In yep. context, it was, could have been three points for Jurgen Klopp's side that would give them breathing space down the track. Will they live to rule it? We're yet to see. Um, not taking chances is becoming as big a theme for Liverpool as some of the defensive frailties that have become a talking point. So a bit of work for Jurgen Klopp to do, but to uh, a win... Against Leicester, a point from uh, from Moscow, not the worst situation for them to points-wise from the last couple of days. Awesome! Thanks for joining the splash, Dave. Absolute pleasure. Look forward to uh, look forward to being back next time. Exactly. Uh, he's been a, a loyal, uh, regular member so far on the splash. Uh, thank you to all our loyal listeners out there as well. Uh, please go over to iTunes and hit subscribe. Uh, check us out on Spotify as well. Uh, and head to Fox League, uh, the Foxtel channel tonight. Live, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. is the Dally M's, uh, the next stage in the build-up to Sunday's Rugby League Grand Final. Uh, and on the splash, until next time, that is a wrap. Uh-huh.